0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas I Care. My name is Candice Gish. Well, I'm excited that each and every one of you has tuned in to today's program. We're going to have a great one for you all. If this is your very first time, a huge welcome. We have been running now for 12 years. We're listening to over 30 countries around the world, and it's because of our amazing tribe, our our great listeners out there that we were able to do this. So we're always thankful for new ones to join us because we always want to welcome you to our family here. All right. I am so excited, everyone. We're going to be welcoming, as I said, a brand new diva to our family today. Um, Deb, I'll, you know, so welcome, Deb. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so much. I'm I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, it is my pleasure. Deb, would you mind spending a couple of minutes, you know, telling us a little about yourself? Mhm. Yeah,
1: absolutely would love to. Um so yes, I'm joining you from sunny, beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada on Vancouver Island. Um my uh gosh, where do I start? Holy moly, that's kind of a loaded question. Tell us about yourself. Um yeah, I've um I've been a social entrepreneur my my whole life, um a serial entrepreneur. My first little business venture was when I was 10, and um, although I didn't know it at the time, I didn't learn until many years later, that I come from a really, really long line of uh, of entrepreneurs. My grandfather, my great-uncles, my great-grandfather were all entrepreneurs and um, actually were founders of a community uh, in British Columbia. <laughs> Excuse me, but of course I didn't learn all that till I was an adult and um and then kind of connected the dots that I came by entrepreneurship quite naturally. Um I'm sure we'll get into the entrepreneurial journey a little bit later in the interview, but um I'm I guess I would um divert from that and tell you a little bit more about myself. Um I'm happiest when I have a snorkel on my face <laughs> in nice warm water. <laughs> and um um or in our local area i mean there's nothing i find more uh beautiful and relaxing than a walk on our uh pacific
0: ocean shores or uh or a walk in the forest so those are kind of my happy places i love that and it what a beautiful area that is you know i'm envious mm-hmm. of that you know living in alberta we have had nothing but rain storms for the last three weeks. So I envy anybody that says that their weather is wonderful and they're able to enjoy it.
1: <laughs> well, hey, I grew up uh, a prairie girl. I grew up in Alberta, so I have uh, I have fond memories of um, of my childhood in Alberta.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, <laughs> I am just excited to have you, Deb. And as I said, welcome to our diva family. We're always excited to have brand new um, women to our program, and so. So this is great. So you're a serial entrepreneur, and that's something that we have in common because I would be mm-hmm. consider myself a serial entrepreneur too, and I come from a family of entrepreneurs, and and the things mm-hmm. that I've done in my life, and it's like it's almost addicting, you know, you. But it's so much fun and exciting, mm-hmm. and the things that you're doing, and the people that you're connecting with. So I want to talk a little bit about that because you are very successful in business, and you're obviously um, inspiring others, and you're helping others. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Hmm. Um yeah so I I'm on my eighth business now
1: um or eighth business venture I guess you could say um and you know if I look back on the trajectory of those businesses they've all really been born out of a time in my life I think most entrepreneurs would probably relate to that <clears throat> you know a business you conceptualize um you conceptualize a need, um, identify a need, I should say, um, based on something that is either happening to you or that you're witnessing, or you know, you've identified a need because of something that has either happened to you or an awareness that you've that you've encountered. So all of my businesses have have kind of been like that, and the two most recent businesses. Um you know, you've been on the sh- on the air for twelve years, right? um and that's the same length of time that I owned uh a women's networking organization, and that business was probably the one that well, not probably really is the one that um changed a lot of things for me it um it provided. Well, let let me just let me just back up. So when I started the womenization um, twelve years ago, I was working in media, <clears throat> and a lot of my clients were uh, were women in business. And one of the things that I identified was these business women really needed to connect and um, and learn from each other. And you know, I remember leaving client meetings thinking gosh, you know, she really needs to meet so-and-so. I know they would hit it off. Personally, I know that, you know, one could be a mentor or a mentee, and, you know, I was just continually creating these um, invisible threads for people, you know, and and bringing people together. And, And so in this facilitation that I was doing, and this this need that I recognized, these these business women needed to connect and and meet each other, Um, you know, I said to a few of them, you know, if I created this this networking and business organization, uh, would you come? And uh, resoundingly, it was yes. And so my first meeting, um, I had 95 people signed up. I thought it was just going to be something really small that I would run off the side of my desk. Um, but that oh, is wow. how it was meant to be. And um, 95 women, which is the capacity of the room, and I had a wait list. And that went on for a long, long time. And um, so 12 years later of, um, you know, providing networking and business events, training events, bringing in keynote speakers, and really expanding the personal and professional networks for these women, um, it was, um, it was time for me to, to really look at what that next chapter in my life looked like. And uh, so while I was running the Women's Networking and Business Organization, I became aware of, um, of a trend or what I thought was a trend about 10 years ago. And um, I'm a marketer at heart, and so I I kind of love watching marketing trends and that sort of thing. <clears throat> and one of the things I noticed was this shift that was happening in the world, the shift of consumerism and employee engagement. And I really started to watch this, and it became um, a passion research project, and uh, you know just really curious as to where this was going to go. And this movement um, called Social Good or Social Impact was um, something that the more I dug into this, uh, the more I realized hmm, this is not a trend. This is not a short-term movement. This is really here to stay. And um, with my long History and entrepreneurship, and this network of um, professional and business women that I had uh, created over the past 12 years, I started having a lot of conversations with uh, with business women and around this area of social good and around the concept of, you know, this is really about building a business that matters, building a business that. Um, is more is about more than just profit, and mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, you know, ten years worth of research and um, statistics were, were certainly behind all this. You know, I mean, this wasn't just Deb dreaming this up. This was, you know, some really brilliant minds over the course of time that were were rallying you know, this cry that um government and philanthropy can't solve the issues of the world alone. That business really has to step in. and um and so so yeah, that kind of led to uh where we are now and I've shut down the the women's business organization. That that chapter mm-hmm. in my life is um is complete <laughs> per se and I am full on now with this with this passion of mine um, which really has which is not new i mean i've it's been a passion research project for the last mm-hmm. decade, but really throughout all of my entrepreneurship life
0: um, I love that. this
1: concept has been there
0: well and it, it's so fascinating because. I think a lot of people don't realize that, yeah, it comes hand in hand. So what kind of things that are you doing? Because obviously the social um, impact, social purpose, you know, the social change that you're trying to contribute out there. Like, Are you organizing things? Are you working one-on-one with people? What are, exactly are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yes and no in answer to your question. Um, so <clears throat> I'm actually going to step back. Um, and okay. tell you a little piece of of that puzzle um, that I think is important to to um, articulate because it really feeds into um, how I'm doing what I'm doing. So you ask how I work with people. Well, the the backstory is is this. So for as long as I can remember. I have been compelled to help solve the issue of violence against women based on um my own experiences when I was a teenager and throughout my my young adult life. And you know, through the the businesses that I've owned I've contributed financially and you know I've worked in government, I've worked in I've worked for companies, I've worked in not for profits and and all of these experiences along my life's journey, I guess you could say, um, have all been toward um, helping in some way to solve violence against women. And I remember when I turned 50, and um, I remember thinking, you know what, I don't really know who I am anymore. I have been so many things to so many people and um, you know I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a board member, I'm a volunteer, I'm an employee, I'm an employer and and I and this awakening was really like I need to come back to who I am as a person and what my purpose is on this earth through that kind of self-reflective journey that um, I, I really landed on I know that my purpose is to make life better for humanity. And um I didn't really know what that looked that like so at the time. Yeah. Um but what does that look like? Like you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, right? So <clears throat> excuse me. So in my um network that I had built, which I alluded to before um, I started to have these conversations with other business women like if we're going to do something and if we want to have impact in this world, what does that look like? And what can that look like? And is it just me who's thinking this or are there other business women who think this too? Like what do we want our business to stand for? What do we want what do we want ourselves to stand for? Like how do we do this? <laughs> and if we're going to um, integrate any element of social good or social purpose or social, how, I, I just, just, like, can somebody just give me a framework to follow? <laughs> because I don't know what to do here. Yeah. And, uh, and they were all, you know, many of them were like, oh, my gosh, yes. You know, like, you know, I, 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 I've been thinking the same thing, and and I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. So um, that impetus in conjunction with all of this research that I've been kind of quietly doing in the background and reading and learning and listening, and I'm like, you know what? Um, I am going to figure out um, who's training, who who is doing this. And my research led to the fact that nobody is. Like, there is not an end-to-end framework for a business owner to take, adopt, learn, implement um, end-to-end into their business of how to be a social impact company. And, you know, my friends who who knew me were like, well, Deb, you can do that.
0: <laughs> you can create that
1: um, because I created – so much other curriculum in my in my life, in previous entities, and um, and I was like, yeah, uh, you're right, I can. <laughs> <laughs> so that is how business for social good started, um, and so I spent a year in development of, you know, looking at myself and my own um, desire, uh, and in consultation with these other businesswomen,
0: <clears throat>
1: I created this. Um, this program, this twelve-week uh, training program, and um, oh, wow. so I put it together, and then I started beta testing it, mm-hmm. and uh, to rave reviews, and um, and that was kind of my you know my test market and my beta test. So so yeah, so that kind of leads us to to now of business for social good being past development and into full operation. And so what we do is we're a social impact training and consulting company serving female founders um, who want to move beyond CSR, corporate social responsibility and philanthropy,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: who want to integrate um, social purpose and social good into their business.
0: So these are oh my owners. gosh. <laughs> that is, that is amazing. <laughs> well, and, and I love that because I'm just listening to this and I'm thinking of all, of all the business owners that I know that have been, you know, saying the same thing. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. okay, how is she going to she gonna do this? And what I thought is like, well, maybe she's offering some workshops. Maybe she's offering, you know, different things. But are you working more one-on-one with businesses instead of in a group setting?
1: Um, so I'm working both. Um, so I do have one-on-one consulting with clients. Um, but really, I believe in the power of many. Mm-hmm. And um, so most of the work that I'm doing is in cohort, um, uh, cohort-style cohort learning in the training programs. So the training programs would be, you know, um, a maximum of six business owners at a time going through um, the 12-week training program. And the oh, reason excellent. I chose one-to-many um, and the group style cohort is there is so much richness and so much learning in a cohort yeah. style model. um and that was just super evident in the 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 beta cohorts that I've put through the program already. You know they're learning from each other, and I mean there's just it's just a lovely, rich dialogue that doesn't occur, that? occur in one to one.
0: So, um, Deb, do you work with just people in Canada, or is this something that, you know, our global listeners can be a part of? It's definitely a global
1: community. Um, When I first conceptualized this, I I thought, you know what, I'm just going to stay in my own backyard. I'm going to stay in Canada. We have enough social, environmental, humanitarian issues to fix in Mm -hmm. our own country. But I've had a lot of interest from Australia, um, points in um, in the U.S. So I had to kind of move out of my own way and say, you know what, this what I'm teaching is not um, specifically CRA compliant, um, and so there's no reason that this can't be um, that these methodologies can't be adopted by um, women in business in any country, really. Oh, that's um tax laws and that sort of thing. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, that business owner to,
0: to know not, I, I don't need to know that, right? No, exactly. <clears throat> oh, I love that, you know, because that's some of the things that our listeners love. You know, we do have a mm-hmm. huge mm-hmm. listenership in India and, you know, throughout mm-hmm. to Africa and stuff like that. So I, I always love when I hear <laughs> of different organizations like yourself that are really promoting things like this and that they can really help you know, a uh, community, really, like, that's what it's all about is helping all the people around you. Well, that's fantastic. Okay. So one of the things I always ask my, my guests when they come on, you know, I know that you're sharing so many things like that. But is there some perhaps some tips, some tools, things that you can help with our listeners today to kind of help them on this, this journey? Mm, That's a great question. I think the, the, the
1: first, and foremost thing that any listener, any business owner can do is really think about and connect with the cause that lights you up. So what is that thing in your community, in your country, in the world that, that you think about and you're like, man, somebody if somebody could just solve that thing, the world would be a better place or my community would be a better place and for some people they know what that what that social environmental humanitarian cultural they know what that thing is but for a lot of people they don't or for a lot of people they're like well you know i really resonate with clean oceans like i i would love for our oceans of the world to be clean but what the heck does that have to do with my business? Like, I'm an accountant. What what does Clean Oceans have to do with with my business, right? So the, the two things that I would like to instill with your listeners is do some brainstorming into what that thing is that lights you up. What is that thing that makes you mad, that makes you sad, that you were like, you know, somebody just needs to fix this that somebody can be you. And um, it's a question that I'm asked so much that I actually created um, a, a guide, a workbook um, on our website, and I'm happy to share that link with you. Um, it's free I love if, that. If, if anybody can um, download it and and really work through this four-step process about figuring out what that cause is that your business can champion, because that's what it's all about. Um, it's one thing to to say, well, I really care about you know X Y Z, um, but it's connecting that then to your business, so that your business can be a voice exactly. for that for that cause. And um, so connecting to the cause is the first thing, and then the second thing is um, how how can my business get behind. This cause, and and really, it, it doesn't matter. I, th- I think people overanalyze it, and and they they we're very analytical creatures, us humans, and we try and draw a very linear line between, you know, my my thing is is this cause, and so therefore my business has to be in that same field, and and yeah. I say to that um, that's a bunch of hooey. Like, it does not have to be that (laughs) way. (laughs) No. Um,
0: But I'm glad that you said that because that is is something that a lot of people do say. Yeah. 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 They think that, well, if clean oceans is my thing,
1: then I have to be working in the marine industry somehow. And and, and that's just not the case at all. Can I give you an example? Yes. So... um, one of, the, one of the examples that I gave in a, a course that I recently taught um, to some young entrepreneurs was, um, so here's an accountant, um, an accountancy firm who the female founder of the firm was wanting to, do, to, wanting to go through this process. And so she said, you know, for me, clean oceans is really my jam. Like I live in an oceanfront community um, you know, I recreate on the weekends. I, I, you know, in the water, I surf. Um, I, um, I snorkel when I go away to warm places. Um, and so, for me, I'd, I'd love to kind of champion clean oceans, but I, like, I'm an accountant, so <laughs> there's no direct correlation. So I said, well, you know what? Why don't you have a discussion, a conversation with the team? Because ultimately you want your team to um be as passionate about this this thing that lights you up as 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 you are. So she's like, Yeah, that's that's a great idea. So she engaged the team and we had some discussions with them and what she found out was that many of her staff did the same things that she did. They surfed, um, they enjoyed walking along the ocean front, they um enjoyed some element of lake or ocean. And so for them, they were like, my gosh, yes, I would love to have some sort of impact in helping our oceans and our lakes and whatnot be clean. So, um, so we looked at the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which is a huge part of our curriculum. And, um, of course, clean oceans is SDG 14 for anybody that's kind of following along. And, um, and so, when you look at the, the United Nations SDGs, they're made up of, um, the goals are made up of 17 goals that are like the world's to-do list. And when you land on one goal that resonates with you, you dig down a little deeper, and that goal is made up of um, targets or subcategories. And so, with this accountancy firm, we looked at these, Um, These subcategories. And we looked at how that firm can actually help create change through some of these subcategories. So what they did was, um, you know, one of the subcategories is helping to reduce marine pollution. So the team were like, well, heck, we can do beach cleanups and ocean cleanups and you know, participate in estuary um, restoration projects. Like, that's something that we as a team, we would love to do that. So um, so that was a win right there. That was kind of a no-brainer um, that their team was like, yes, we can absolutely help that particular subcategory. And another thing was um, helping small-scale fishers and um, small-scale op- um, operators within the marine industry. <clears throat> and so they said, well, you know what? We we uh, are an accountancy firm. We help businesses become financially viable and sustainable. And we can provide our services uh, to small-scale fishers who might, they know their trade, but they're not necessarily strong in business. And so we could help um, those small-scale fishers with um, our products and our services um, at reduced cost to help them become viable Amazing. and sustainable. And so it just becomes a bigger conversation and very much like mm-hmm. a circular effect. Like when you start thinking about, here's my business and here's what I'm passionate about and here's the UNSCG that this aligns with. It becomes very exciting when you're engaging your team um, and you're thinking about these different subcategories. All these ideas just start opening up of we could do this and we could do this
0: and, oh, my gosh, you know. I love that. And so I think you're really opening up the conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A big part of this nugget that I'm sharing with your audience is what is the the not-for-profit or the charity that's doing the work that you want to see changed. So, um, I mean, our Canadian uh, listeners would know probably the Surfrider Foundation. So it was started by a woman. Um, all has to do with beach cleanup um, and advocacy and awareness around clean oceans. And so, you know, for this accountancy firm, it was kind of a no-brainer to partner with the Surfrider Foundation um To give their staff the tools and um training that they needed to participate in beach cleanups and ocean cleanups and that sort of thing, so um you know it's it's, it's um it's a it's really looking outside the box
0: you know for totally. for people like myself that might not have mm-hmm. understood you know all these different things out there you're really putting it into perspective.
1: Yeah, no, so. this has That's
0: absolutely so. been an amazing conversation. Um, and I hope, Deb, like I know that we're kind of coming to the closing of our show here. I would love mm-hmm. for you to come back on our program to kind of go over some more things with our listeners because I really I'd think that w- we can talk more about social impact and how businesses can, mm-hmm. and you really be a part of that because it is definitely a conversation that. I think a lot of people are open to now. They're looking for that, and Absolutely. especially a lot of the women on our program. So please, I, I, I'd hate to you know end our program now, but I would love for you to come back mm-hmm. on soon. I would love that. And it's, it,
1: it, it is a broader conversation, um, and it gets down to social purpose. What's the social
0: purpose of your business? So I would love to have that bigger conversation. Oh, my gosh, me too. I would definitely love that. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time today to come on to the Divas That Care and chat about your amazing organization.
1: Thank you. I, uh,
0: I'm i honored to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And
1: um, I'll share that link with you for that, uh, for that download on how to find
0: your cause. That would be fantastic. And for all of our listeners, we will be posting that on all of our social media so that you can go and check that out because... I think that is something that everybody should be doing. And, you know, with all of our amazing listeners, I know the majority of you are business owners, so we thank you so much. And I definitely hope that each and every one of you connects with Deb. Oh, thank you. (laughs) It's been a pleasure. Well, it's been my pleasure, too. I really did enjoy this, and I can't wait to have you back on. So thank you again. And I want to do a big shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to us for the last 12 years. And thank you to all the new ones that are just checking us out tonight. Uh, We really appreciate each and every one of you. I hope that you do something kind today. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on DivasThatCare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.